Blog Talk Radio. Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. I'm talking about the absolute best. There's no one that does it the way that we do it, with the precision, uh, with the uh, the passion. And while we're teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today uh, for the lowest cost uh, and run by all volunteers, it's an all-volunteer grassroots nationwide organization, while we're doing that, we're going to talk to you about what it means to be an American. You guys have heard me speak about this before. you're not an American because somebody fills in a a blank on a uh, on a sheet of paper and signs your name there, right? That could make you a citizen, a legal citizen, but it doesn't make you an American. You're an American when you understand that you have a sacred responsibility to defend the freedoms and liberties that living in this nation affords you. Once you understand that, once you accept that responsibility, then you can call yourself an American. Right now, America is faced with, uh, I would say, the most troubling 
the most dangerous times that we've experienced in our nation's history. You can look back at other things like uh, uh, World War II and, uh, uh, and the Cold War, etc. And those things were, were relatively easy. Uh, and, and the connotation that I'm speaking in is that uh, you had a definite enemy that needed to be defeated in a prescribed fashion. It wasn't, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, of wiggle room in what needed to be done. I mean, it was a very obvious thing. And what, what do we do today? Because we're facing a lot, of, uh, a lot different problems than we have been in some of the most troubling times in our history. You look back uh, in, in the beginning of the nation, and certainly that was a very dangerous and troubling time for this nation because... On April 19, 1775, you had a bunch of folks that decided to stand together in ranks in order to defend their freedoms, their liberties. And we can look back on it now in a, uh, uh, in a Monday morning quarterback-style fashion, and we can second-guess, and we can say, yeah, you know, what was the deal? You know, they, it was gonna be, they knew it was going to be eight years long, and they knew at the end of it they are going to win, so really what were they risking? Well, the answer is, they didn't know any of that. All they knew is that when they made the decision to stand together in ranks, when they decided to sign their name to a document, that it became treason punishable by death. There was, there was only way, one way out of that, and that was to win. And that's kind of where we're at today. The only problem is we don't have uh, as tangible an enemy. And when you get right down to it, the main enemy that's facing this nation today is us. It's the American people. It's the apathy, the ignorance, the laziness that is going to kill us sure as shooting. It's going to destroy this nation just as certainly as, uh, uh, let's see, we'll split it in half. There's 45,000 uh, active nukes uh, on the planet today. We'll just split it in half. We'll give the Russians half of those. It will kill a sure shooting as getting the uh, 20,000 nukes uh, from our uh, old Cold War enemies. It's just not happening quite as fast. It's happening behind the scenes. It's happening uh, in a fashion that will allow you to look the other way, to keep your head in the sand, to keep your hand on the remote, and to be living your life in a 30-minute sitcom comedy. That's the difference. The outcome is no different. The outcome is that we will, sure as shooting, all hang together. A lot of times the the folks don't understand. And believe me, when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about Democrats or Republicans. That's just a, in my personal opinion, that's just a sham. Uh, Any kind of... uh, political bend you give on something is just going to be a sham right now. It's just going to be a smoke screen in order to cover up uh, the real problems, the, the real thing. If you can keep the folks yelling at each other just because of a, a D or, or an R in front of their names, then, then you've got them whipped. The real problem is us. Is us looking the other way. Is us not doing the things we know we should be doing. That's the real problem. We're going to talk about that uh, more 
in just uh, in just a few more minutes. We're going to finish clearing up some of the some of the show business. I want to uh, to thank everybody uh, for tuning into the show and listening tonight, and and, and those that are going to listen later on in the week and and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. More than that, I want to thank all of you guys for doing the the things that you are doing, that you know that you are doing in order to push the program, this program, the and I'm not talking about the radio show when I say the program. I'm talking about the Apple C project, to push the program forward. And at the same time, I want to thank you all for doing the things that are not program-oriented, uh, the things like... Uh, uh, the, the things that don't fall within the, the parameters of running an apple seed, uh, the things that you do in your own life to ensure uh, the uh, survival, the continuing uh, freedom and liberties of this nation. <clears throat> thank you for doing that, and thank you for tuning into the radio show and listening and, and, and getting your comments and suggestions on the air and talking to each other in the chat room uh without you guys working together uh the country the country is in rough shape now i'm never going to be one that says the country is doomed the country is done it's over it's history uh we might as well just cut our own throats now uh because i don't ever believe in that i don't believe in that in the least uh the the true apple seeder has already made the commitment to carry on to the very end, to keep bailing even as the water's going over their head. Because I'll tell you what, no one has ever snatched victory from the jaws of defeat when they gave up beforehand. So thank you to all of you guys that are not giving up. Thanks to all of you guys that are continuing to live your life in a fashion uh, that you feel is beneficial to the survival of the freedoms and liberties that this country uh, gives to all of its, that allows uh, all of its citizens to live under. Uh, And I want to remind you, I I know I'm bouncing back and forth right now. It's very, very hot, and uh, I just barely made it here. We just barely got home. We were in uh, uh, North Little Rock uh, just a few hours ago, and uh, we were racing to get home. And get here and get uh, get the electricity back on, get the computers up, get the satellites uh, back up and synced, and uh, it all happened like in 30 minutes. At the same time, uh, marveling at the uh, at our circle of life exper- uh, experiments, where we where I put out uh, rat poison. Before we left, we left for about 30 days. Put out rat poison before we left so that uh, uh, any of the uh, critters that decided to take up residence inside the house uh, uh, could be deterred from it. And, of course, uh, we had several of them laying around the house, and you had like a uh, a little mummy laying there, you know, with the, uh, the broken open carcasses of the uh, pupated... Uh, Flies, so you could see the whole thing. And of course, there was a bunch of flies in the house, so you got to see the whole circle of life there. And uh, we're just getting those cleaned up as we speak right now. And 
uh, and, and trying to get the uh, everything settled in. So I'm a little bit bouncing back and forth, but I'll get I'll catch my pace here in just a second, and we'll go. But what I was talking about is <clears throat> that everybody, uh, the, the folks that that are here listening tonight, the folks that are working with Appleseed, they're doing their part in that way. Now that doesn't mean that there are not people all over the nation that are doing their part, maybe uh, in different ways, in different things. And I encourage everyone listening uh, to uh, to always seek out uh, other ways to help maintain uh, the the freedoms and liberties that living in this nation affords you. That means uh, working in uh, in whatever local organizations you can work in, uh, to ensure that you have plugged yourself into the government so that you are functioning as you are meant to do, as the documents set out by the founders have asked you to do, and, and that you understand your part, which is we the people of these United States, being the actual government of the United States, and doing your part to function in that fashion. And if you're not, please do so. And it doesn't take a lot of time. You just you figure out one thing, one place you're going to get plugged into, and uh, we ask usually folks with the program, we ask you to start out with Appleseed. And then from there, you can begin to build uh, your own personal program. But you need to build your own personal program and then run it. <clears throat> uh, all right. Uh, if the, For those of you who are not familiar with the Appleseed Project, the Appleseed Project is a nationwide grassroots uh, <clears throat> all-volunteer organization, and what we do is we hold rifle marksmanship events where in the course of a two-day weekend, we will run you through all of the fundamentals that are required for you to safely and correctly uh, fire your rifle. And at the same time, during those two days, we're going to talk to you about your place in history, how you got here, who who went before you, and what their ideas were for this nation. We're going to talk to you about that. Uh, Appleseed has no politics. We're just as the Constitution Hello, uh, is, who am I speaking with? is for everyone, so is Hello? Appleseed. Uh, that's, uh, that's me, call screener. Or at least I hear you. Uh, Appleseed is for everyone, all right? We're not, uh, we're not uh, any type of a uh, political organization. We're not any type of a militia uh, organization. Uh, we don't do any kind of training. And as much as training implying that we're going to give you something you're going to use at a later date. We're going to teach you the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. And hopefully you use that for the rest of your life. But we're not going to give you any training. We're not, you're not going to be doing push-ups or, or moving in battle groups or anything like that. You're going to be doing strictly rifle marksmanship. And when I say the fundamentals, I'm not talking about the basics. I'm talking about the things that you will use for your rifle to shoot your rifle correctly every time you pick it up. Every time you take a shot, you'll be using the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship. And that's what we're going to teach you. <coughs> and... Appleseed runs rifle marksmanship, the two-day rifle marksmanship events, all across the nation every weekend of the year. Uh, so in just a minute, I'm going to tell you how you, how you can find all of these uh, events. 
But right now I'll tell you that every weekend of the year, uh, an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event is going on within a reasonable driving distance of you. And to find out where it is, you can go to rwva.org, and uh, that will be our homepage. And on the homepage, look across the tab at the top. You'll see one that says uh, Appleseed. On the Appleseed one, put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule, and that will take you to the uh, Schedule of Events page. Now, the first page you'll see will be a, a page that has a, uh, a map of the United States and with each of these states marked out. If you want to find out what's happening in any specific state, you can put your cursor on that state, click on it, and it will bring up the events that uh, are in that specific state. If you'd like to find out about events going all across the nation, say you live in uh, Indiana, Illinois, something like that, and you want to find out uh, about events that are going on in the surrounding states, then uh, you can click on the hot link that's embedded in the text above the map, and that will take you to a listing of all the events in the United States. All right. Once you've taken a look at that uh, schedule of events and you've decided, you've flipped the switch in your head and you said, you know what, this this might be something for me. Let me tell you, there's no mic to it. It is something for you. Appleseed is for everybody. All right. You may, now, you may go and you may be one of the very, very rare few people who decide that uh, – that it didn't do anything for them, that uh, it was a waste on them. And uh, I'm not going to say anything about those folks. I've met some of them uh, over the course of the, of the years, not many, one or two out of uh, out of over a thousand. And uh, and maybe it's not for them, <clears throat> but for almost everybody else, you bet. Once you've decided on a location, go ahead and make the commitment to attend. And you can do that by, once you look at the location, you look at the uh, at the hot links. There are two hot links to the right of the, uh, of the listing of events. Once you have uh, selected an event, then you can uh, click on the one hot link that says information. Now, that one will give you the information for that specific event you're looking at on that specific date. That means that uh, uh, it'll tell you the uh, where the location is going to be held, the times, uh, directions, who to contact, etc. Uh, for that specific location, for that specific date. And uh, any other information you need, you can get by contacting the person on that contact list. The other, the other uh, link is the registration link. And once you've decided that uh, on, a, on a location to attend, go ahead and get registered for it. You can keep putting this off, and you can keep putting it off, and you can keep putting it off, and you can keep doing the someday, someday, someday thing. And someday will turn into uh, no day, never day. And, uh, and that's not good. So once you've decided on a location, on an event, then... Uh, Go ahead and get pre-registered for it, and you click on the registration link. That will take you to the third-party software we use for uh, let, let me for the for the registration, and uh, that's Eventbrite. And you can 
register for your event there, and that will make sure that you have a place on the line. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say that uh, that you can't just walk on to the events. You, you, you've you got a fairly decent chance of doing it. Uh, but uh, as time goes by, there are more and more events that are selling out ahead of time. So I wouldn't count on always being able to uh, – to do a walk on. I would make sure that I had a that I had pre registered. Also, if you pre register, that lets us know that you're coming to the event and then we look at the pre registration numbers and that's how we decide how many uh instructors to send to the event so that we have a good instructor to student ratio and how much gear that we'll need to ship there. All right. So please uh pre register for your events. And how much does it cost, you say? Well if you don't fall into one of the free categories, and I'm going to, just, I'm going to mention in just a minute, uh, it's going to be 70 bucks for two days. That's uh, two days of rifle marksmanship instruction, all of the uh, the targets and handouts, etc., and a T-shirt. And uh, if you are a active duty uh, guard reserve members or a law enforcement officer, it'll be free. For you to attend. Uh, if you're a woman or a child under 21, then uh, the women are $10 and the children are $5. And uh, that is already a steep discount off of the $70, which is a steep discount off of the uh, what would normally be uh, between, uh, I don't know, 250 to 500 bucks for a weekend uh, of instruction. So the whole thing is a deal. As I said, we're a nonprofit organization. We're not trying to make money. We're trying to make riflemen. But in order to do so, we're still going to have to have some type of a cash flow coming in uh, to make sure that we can get the instructors to the locations, pay for all of the shipping that we do, pay for all of the uh, T-shirts, etc. But we've managed to keep it down. The price has not changed since the uh, since the Apathy Project began. Still seventy bucks for two days. And uh, that's a completely sweet deal. On top of that, if you come to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event and uh, and you work as hard as you can, and you do the, you listen to the instructor instructions, you apply the skills and techniques that they're showing you, and you shoot the diagnostic tool that we use, which is the Army, the old Army qualification test, uh, which we want you to shoot a two ten or above one. If you come to an event and you shoot uh, below a 210, but you want to continue coming until you shoot to rifleman standards and until you get your rifleman's patch, then we've made it very easy for you to do that, too, at uh, no charge. What you'll do is when you register for the uh, the Appleseed weekend, if you'll also look on that same uh, Eventbrite page, you'll see the uh, you'll see the listing for the uh, RWDA membership. That's twenty dollars for a year. You uh, pay the twenty bucks for the year for the membership. You take your paid receipt along with your RWDA membership uh, to the shoot boss at the event, and you go, "Look, I wanted to enroll in the Rifleman's Opportunity uh, Program." That means you're going to he's going to put a sticker on your RWDA membership card, and you're going to continue to shoot at no charge to you. At any of the events that you'd like to attend, anywhere in the United States, we'll continue to shoot 
free until you shoot to rifleman standards or for one year. That is a uh, that's just an excellent deal. Uh, all right, so that covers uh, how to get to an event, and that covers how much it's going to cost you, what you're going to learn, and uh, and also uh, the free categories and the rifleman's opportunity card. Uh, if you have any questions about it, if you're listening to this, if you have any questions that you'd like for us to answer, uh, you can do that in two ways. One, you can give me a call right here on the air. Uh, the number is 347-308-8790. And you can also uh, go to the online chat. Now, I think that uh, I think that you have to do like a two-minute registration with uh, Blog Talk. It takes about two minutes. They ask for a minimal amount of information. Just make sure you're not a spammer. Register for an account, then you can ask questions off the air in the chat room. We've got a ton of uh, excellent uh, instructors that are in the chat room. We've got a ton of senior instructors and a ton of the uh, uh, Appleseed uh, administration and staff members that are in the chat room. You've got a question about just about anything, and we have somebody. I'm looking at the list of folks in the chat room now. We've got somebody uh, who's going to be able to answer, answer it for you. Yeah, we've got... Uh, uh, Tekris, uh, Unbridled Liberty, Three Horse, uh, Old Guide, Wyoming Richard, Scarecrow. Uh, we got a whole group of folks uh, in the chat room. So if you want to ask a question offline, then you can do so by uh, entering the chat room. You can click on the uh, the chat uh, button on the show page. That'll take you to the chat room, and you can ask uh, the folks there. Of course, if you want to ask a question online on on air. You are welcome to do so just by calling 347-308-8790. Okay, all right. Uh, We've got... uh, We've got... uh, A caller on the line now. I'm just re-looking at my, my switchboard here trying to figure out how it's working. Uh, John, John from Iowa, welcome to the show. Hello. Am I on? You most certainly are, John. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm actually from the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> oh, okay. I have a I I have a couple questions. One is, what is the music you open your show with? It's really it's great. <laughs> that is uh, that's a song called uh, Control K O N T R O L. And that is from a band called Poker Face. And uh, are you in the chat room too? Uh, no, if I'm not. you if you are, we can. Well, we'll we'll. Uh, I can give you just just look up uh, Poker Face uh, music. Yeah, you can Google that, and that'll take you to them to the uh, to the Poker Face thing. If uh, the call screener, I'm sure in just a second, he's really fast on the draw. He'll post the. Uh, the website for them, and I'll read it out over the air. But uh, they're a uh, they're the the top uh, protest uh, rock and roll protest band in America right now, and they play all across the country. And they're regulars at Knob Creek and stuff like that. And they're good friends to the show, and uh, they gave us uh, permission to use the the music on the air. And it's kind of hard to find a lot of music nowadays that is not. Uh, uh, 
not bound by royalty agreements and everything else. And the radio show is getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, so I kind of have to be more and more careful about what I do or what I say on the air now because more people are listening. Back when it was just uh, just the Appleseed folks, it wasn't too hard, but now there's more people, so uh, they gave us the okay to use it. And uh, and let's see. Let me see if he put it up there yet. Yeah, he did. Uh, it's very easy. Pokerface, P-O-K-E-R-F-A-C-E dot com. Uh, right and uh, what was the other thing? The other question I saw you had something you wanted to ask about Ron well, Paul. I had a I had a I had a couple things. I had also a comment. I've been I've been running around to the local gun stores here in the San Francisco Bay Area and handing out apple seed brochures, you know, the larger ones. And uh, a lot of people really haven't, a lot of the store owners, I'm quite surprised, have really not heard of apple seed yet. So I think it, I'd encourage all of the apple seeders out there to uh, to do the same, to take those brochures to the gun sh- ranges with them and to the local, app, you know, local gun stores and, you know, spread them out and tell people about it because, I just know in, in this particular area, it's it's you know it's not as well known as it should be. That's all I have. To say. Well, l- let's talk about that for a second because I'll tell you right now, you just you just kind of gave the the rundown on the uh, on the largest obstacle Appleseed has uh, in continuing to grow, can you continuing to double every year. And that is folks not knowing about the program. Uh, I've talked about, I've talked to this to the audience and to well to everybody. I've talked to my face until I'm blue in the face about this because because it's very important. Uh, a lot of people think that because it's a national program that it's nationally known, and it's not because we're still in our infancy. Uh, we've only been around for five years, and uh, the the main obstacle. Uh, to fill in the lines is just people not knowing about it because uh, I think the, I agree. The uh, and I, the analogy I've always given is that uh, you know if you study business and stuff like that, you, at some point you'll they'll talk to you about uh, things like frictional unemployment. And that's the that is where you have uh, you have companies out there and they're in, they're in dire need of workers to fill their ranks and to help them grow. The workers. On the other side of the the line, there, they they need money. They need to pay their bills, and they're skilled. They're the exact workers that this company needs, and it's enough workers to fill the all of the company's needs uh, immediately. And the company is is offering enough money to take care of all of the needs of the workers, right? So, why aren't they together? And the answer is because they don't know about each other. That's the the. Uh, the frictional unemployment and the business mode. We have the same thing here. I'm telling you right now, you say you're from uh, San Francisco, right? Right, yeah. And I know San Francisco, a lot of people make jokes about California and San Francisco and everything else. I think San Francisco is an absolutely beautiful city. I I think that you're faced a lot of times with a very vocal, uh, I would consider it actually a minority uh, in California, the folks that are the antis. But in even in San Francisco, I can guarantee you right now that uh, there were probably well over 100,000 people who would like to attend an Appleseed two-day weekend and who have the money and who would be willing to do it. And the reason that they're not is because they don't know about it. And 
that's where that's where we're we're kind of uh, grinding the wheels is in our promotional areas. If more people were doing uh, what you're talking about doing is making the rounds, and how long did that take you? Uh, just to go uh, to know, the gun it, stores yeah. and stuff. Not that long. Yeah, every time I go to the gun store, I always have it in my car, so not hard to do. Right, and you're going there anyway, right? You're not saying, I'm going to make a specific trip to the gun store to put these flyers out. You're just saying, I'm going to go to the gun store because I love to look at the guns, and I'm probably going to buy something. Well, while I'm out there, I'm also going to talk to the folks about Appleseed. So it's not like you're adding additional time on either. You're doing something you like, which is going out and looking at guns and talking to the gun store folks, and then you're going to slip in the brochures and tell them what it's about. And yeah, yeah. if more people were doing that, we would be going at more of a light speed than we are now. And I think that folks, I think that folks think that when you say, "Well, we need some help with promotions," that they go, "Man, I'm already loaded down. I'm already, I'm already my 24-hour day is already running at 28 hours, and I can't do anything else." And the answer is, sure you can. Sure you can. You can do that. Uh, just by slipping one thing into the other. You have to stand in the checkout line anyway. You can't go to the front of the line uh, to get your groceries. You're going to have to stand there anyway. Well, while you're standing there, if there happens to be a person, I'm not telling you you've got to buttonhole every single person who's there. If there's some guy there in uh, in a black Nazi uniform with the armband and the Hitler mustache and everything, no, don't don't talk to him. But... If there's somebody there that looks like they might uh, uh, they might be apple seed material, which is just about every man, woman, and child, except for the Nazi guys, then there's no reason that you can't give them your elevator speech. Hi. Right. Uh, I don't know if you have any desire or care to anything about shooting, but if you do, here's a fantastic uh, nonprofit organization that cares about rifle marksmanship, that cares about freedom and liberty in America, just as you do. They have no politics, uh, uh, no kind of uh, uh, affiliations with any kind of uh, uh, other organizations. All they do is teach people to shoot and uh, and tell them about American history. And if that's something that seems like it might be uh, for you, here is the brochure. You don't have to say yes or no. Just take a look at the brochure and see what you think. Thanks for talking to me today. And that's it. It took about exactly. 20 seconds, and you're done. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of people that are going to they're going to they'll take the the thing and put it in their pocket, or there'll even be some people who will hand it back and say, "No thanks." And you know what? I, I've done it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and it doesn't leave a visible scar. So uh, that is where that I'm not going to say we're we're not losing the battle. We're winning the battle. Appleseed is growing. We're winning the battle. It's just Absolutely. that is a place where we can always improve. We can always uh, we can always get things going up to speed. And you and uh, John, you never know when you're going to those gun stores, when you're going to when you're standing in the checkout line, when you're pumping gas in your car, and you got to stand there anyway to monitor the the gas in your car. And the guy is standing three feet away from you, doing the same thing to his car. You never know if that's going to be the guy who is going to uh, be a tremendous help to your local organization and is going to split your job duties uh, in half. You, you just never know. 
So that's right. Also, another thing is you when you drive around and you see bumper stickers with people pro Second Amendment bumper stickers, leave it on their windshield. Definitely, and there's a. Uh, we're not going to do it tonight. We can. We'll, we'll kind of talk around about the promotion thing, uh, but we'll have uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have uh, one show completely dedicated to promotions, and then in about uh, in about four weeks we'll have another show that's going to be a mixed show including promotions. But we'll have a show in the next uh, three weeks that is solely dedicated to promotions again. I try and have one about every four months to try and get everybody uh, uh, to try and get all the information out on the ways we can do promotions. Uh, and uh, right. can, and I, uh, yeah. can I make one more comment while I'm, uh-huh. I'm on the air? Um, you know, you were talking earlier about people becoming involved in politics and, and waking up and paying attention to politics. Can I? In uh, coming up August 13th in Ames, Iowa, is the straw poll, and um, I don't know if people, any, how many people out there are Iowans, but if there are any Ron Paul supporters out there, the man who's really standing up for our Constitution, 30 years of never violating the Constitution, you know, strict Second you know, Amendment. He'll never violate the Second Amendment. Uh, if there are any people out there, we urge, uh, would urge anybody in Iowa to vote for him in the Iowa straw poll to get him in okay, the Okay, well, let me, let me break in real quick just because... Uh, You're not that, political. Uh, yeah, right. You can say that You can say that as you saying that. we got, I got no problems with that. Because that's a, it's not Appleseed saying it. That's uh, John the caller is saying that. Appleseed doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> we don't endorse anybody. We don't. Uh, we don't dabble in politics. As far as the, the only politics we talk about usually end uh, right around 1783. That being said, I'm going to tell you that it, it it is your job. It's every American's job to make sure they do more than dabble. To make sure that they that they look at the folks like uh, John just mentioned, you look at everybody. You look at the Republicans. You look at the Democrats. You look at the Independents. You look at whoever it is. You go through there. You erase all the uh, D's and R's and I's in front of the names. You look at their records and you find the best person. You put the best person in there for the job, even if it's a person that uh, that you think that has no chance in winning. You go ahead and you vote for the person that you think is the best person. That's the only way that this is going to get fixed. So, so like I said, no no problem for you to mention that uh, that's what you think and that that's what you would like people to do. Appleseed can't do that, but you sure can. And uh, and you can certainly encourage everyone to take a look at all of the candidates and see what the see what that candidate is offering to do for you. See how that candidate is offering to represent you, uh, and then make your decision on that. And you know, we have uh, we also have a standing policy at uh, Appleseed that that people that are running for office, if you're running for office, or I think uh, let me make sure before I put this out, let me let me make sure it's either running for office or in office. I believe they're welcome to come to Appleseeds and speak. Uh, we're not going to endorse anybody, but I think that we're allowing anybody that wants to talk to talk. So, but before you do that, make sure you check with uh, 
with the ad man and make sure that that's still a policy because uh, I know that that was a policy uh, from the beginning, but I'm not going to tell you it's a policy today. So make sure you check before you have uh, before you invite any special guests. Make sure you run the uh, uh, that you run it all the way up to the top to your state coordinator and have the state coordinator talk to uh, uh, the uh, regional and national guys. Make sure that uh, that it's okay to do so. Uh, I'm sure that it will be, but make sure that you've checked it out and uh, that we're not going to uh, to do anything which would endanger our uh, uh, our uh, st- uh, 501 status. Uh, so that was that's my only caveat there. Scott, can I make one more comment? Then I'm going to then I'm going to I'm going to hang up. Hey, there's um, for all the riflemen out there. There's another good musician and another good song, and that is uh, Jordan Page, who's the musician, and the song is Liberty. Uh, the acoustic version on YouTube. That's a great song for Appleseed Riflemen, I think, to, to take a listen to. Good, good theme song, I think. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off. Thank you. Hey, listen, John. Thank you for calling in. And uh, and listen, but before you hang up, I, I want to ask yeah. you a question. I want you to tell me. Uh, I want you to pick out uh, somebody there in your organization, and I want to. I want you to tell them thank you for the job that they're doing before you hang up. Are uh, you talking about Appleseed? Yeah, yeah. Pick out somebody that you've been working with there at Appleseed. It could be a shoot boss or an IIT1. It could be somebody that came to an event. Anybody. Just pick out one person and name them and tell them thanks on the air. Oh, there's so many people. I'd say uh, Ron would be uh, – Ron out of Sacramento would be probably the number one guy. I, I get my brochures from him, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a good man and, uh, and a good instructor, and uh, – I guess I'd have to thank him. All right, and listen, now I'm going to thank you, John, because you're part of the uh, California program, and the California program is, uh, right now, is the the absolute best program that we have in the nation. Uh, You guys have came, you guys came uh, uh, midway, uh, you know, uh, you got into the program uh, later than everybody else, and yet, despite that, you guys have managed to do a bang-up job, and you're leading the nation in the number of events. And uh, and I want to thank everybody out there in Colorado. Thank you, John. Thanks to uh, – there's too many to name. I want to, I certainly want to thank Bob210 because uh, he's, just, uh, he's just a good man. He's a good friend of mine. He's a good man. He's a hard-working man. And right now, right at this minute, uh, Bob is running the first – Alaskan apple seed, and the reason they're having Alaskan apple seed is because Bob 210 set it up. That's why it's happening. He's running the Alaskan apple seed right now. Thursday and Friday are the military uh, sides of the Alaskan event, and then Saturday and Sunday are the civilian sides of the event. And as far as I know, the civilian side was sold out uh, weeks ago. Uh, they're going to be running a full line of, I believe, 61 or 62 shooters, and it may be more by now. But uh, so I want to thank my send a big thanks out to California and and listen, I'm not saying that uh, any of the other states uh, are doing a bad job. I'm just saying uh, I'm going to say I want, I've got John on the phone with me. I'm going to thank him and the rest of the uh, Californias for doing the great job that they're doing. <clears throat> so thank you, John. Keep up the good work and make sure that uh, that you don't miss an opportunity to push the program forward. And that you are uh, are making sure that your uh, brother and sister apple seeders are doing the same. 
Anything I can do for you, or anything I can mention before we before we hang up? No, I think I'm think I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for your show. I really appreciate it. I love listening to you. All right, thank you, John. God bless and keep you, and uh, and uh, be sure and call in call in less next week, and uh, just to check back in and say hi if you wouldn't mind doing that. You bet. We'll do. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Huh? All right. Bye bye. <clears throat> All right. Now, uh, like I said, I don't want to. Uh, I, I'm, I'm certainly not belittling, belittling any other states. I'm just telling you guys that uh, for all the jokes that are made about uh, California, especially the California with a K, and listen, that's old. That joke's old, old. And uh, I personally wouldn't be doing it just because because it's not working. If California is uh, is the uh, the the top state as far as Appleseed is concerned with uh, attendance and events and everything else, then Kind of hard to uh, hit them with a bat, right? Matter of fact, we should be following their lead uh, in any of the good things that uh, they can pass down from us, and we should be learning from each other. In the same way that when you're an apple seed instructor and you're out on the trail and you're going to different events, it's your job to listen to every single other instructor you can listen to and steal every uh, every good thing that they can show you. That's your job, so make sure that... Uh, Make sure that you're doing it, and make sure that you are talking to folks out in California or uh, or uh, or anywhere that you're uh, cross-pollinating, that you are talking to the folks in your neighboring state and finding out uh, what's working for them. What are you guys that are doing that is working for you, that's getting people on the line? Uh, tell them what you're doing. Make sure that you're talking to each other and uh, – and if there is competition, then it's in a healthy, uh, respectful way. And because uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing wrong with one state saying, "Hey, come on, let's you and I let's have a race. Let's see who can do the most events and uh, and get the most attendance. Let's see who can get the first April 19th uh, shoot on the books. Let's see who can uh, can get the uh, the highest attendance on April 19th." There's nothing wrong with having the competition as long as it's kept uh, respectful and. Uh, and up above board, so uh, we always encourage that too. Now, <clears throat> uh, the uh, the show tonight is entitled uh, "The End of the World as We Know It," and the reason that I put that title in there is because every day, every single day, somebody, somewhere is going to try and push that uh, down your ear hole and uh, and try and get you to believe it. It's the end of the world unless you do this. It's the end of the world unless we do this. It's the end of the world no matter what we do. Uh, it's going to come. It's the end of the world. And you guys know, the folks in Appleseed know that uh, we do our best not to get involved in the corn maze of icebergs that uh, that are uh, that are smoking, uh, putting up the smoke screen in this nation. That uh, we're not that we're keeping our eye on the bigger picture, and we're not getting. Uh, bogged down 
in what we call icebergs. Icebergs are the things like the uh, uh, like the 25 emails a day I get that uh, are talking about uh, the IRS. The IRS uh, uh, is going to make me uh, uh, write down all of the firearms I own or uh, stuff like that. Uh, hurry, send this on immediately. Send it on quick. It's the end of the world as we know it. And uh, most of the time those just go in the waste bin. But if I have a few minutes, I try and, uh, and send a quick reply, uh, either including the address or the body of the actual report. And it's not easy. It's not hard to get that. You can get it from, uh, even though I'm not a big Snopes fan, you can still get a good inf- deal of information from there or really anywhere on the Internet. Instead of shooting an email, forwarding it with the end of the world as we know it message in there, just check and see and make sure that that end of the world message is indeed an end of the world message and it's not some email that's been floating around since uh, 1998 that is full of incorrect information, all right? Because the amount of time you waste sending that email on to everybody you know, and the amount of time that they're going to waste reading that and and listening to that end-of-the-world immediate urgent message is no different than the amount of time wasted uh, when, the, uh, when the writers came to Lexington and the Concord, and they came a week early and said uh, their, their regulars are out, the regulars are coming, and they didn't show up. And they got it again about a week later. The regulars are out. The regulars are coming. They didn't show up. Finally, when they actually were out, and uh, and the guys did uh, muster at Lexington, they didn't hold. They didn't wholly believe it because they'd already got the warnings over and over before, which would turn out to be false. <clears throat> and they uh, they said, "Well, okay. Well, we're not going to get too excited about this. We're we're gonna we're gonna hang out, and we'll send some riders out to see if it's really true." And uh, and then what ended up happening is a lot of people did wander off, or a lot of people didn't uh, say, oh, it's another false alarm. They went home and got back in bed. So when the regulars arrived, there were only 38 folks there on the green, all right? That is uh, like a small example story of what what we do to each other by wasting our times uh, sending out these end-of-the-world-as-we-know-it messages. And... <clears throat> and that is what we do to ourselves when we get bogged down in chasing the end of the world as we know it rabbits down the rabbit hole. Now, I'm not telling you that someday that there's not going to be an end of the world as we know it message that's really the end of the world that's going to show up in your email box. More than likely, though, it's going to be... uh, the end of the world, uh, someday it's going to come, right? It won't be the end of the world. Uh, you people talk, we talk about destroying our world all the time. We're never going to destroy the world. We may make it in, uninhabitable for humans, or we may kill each other, uh, every one of us, but the world will still be there. It's still going to be, still going to be spinning round and round. Uh, but the day may come when something does happen. But more than more likely is going to be a gradual uh, world ending with a whimper. 
than it is with the bang. And that's what we're looking at now. We're looking at the constant, steady erosion of our nation. And we're looking at the hundreds of millions of folks who could be turning the tide, who could be tomorrow turning the tide, and yet they don't because of apathy and ignorance and uh, and uh, too many good things being on cable uh, or uh, or the NASCAR races or the football games. And listen, I'm not belittling any of that. Uh, uh, I have my own things that I like. It's not uh, sports or, or or NASCAR or anything like that. But if you do, fine, more power to you. But you don't want to uh, you don't want to allow your nation to die because you can't miss a game or a race, right? You have to figure out uh, what the really important things are, and then you have to stick with that and. And the problem that we have right now is that our nation is being eroded. Uh, it's being destroyed a little piece at a time. And you guys have heard me talk about the analogy of rust and and how we have these uh, tens of thousands of bridges across the United States, and uh, some are made of concrete, some are made of steel. And the rust right now is eating at them. It's eating at them every day. And... And guaranteed that someday that rust is going to eat through enough that it's going to cause that bridge to plunge uh, into the, the bottomless chasm below it. Guaranteed it's going to happen. Unless somebody goes out there and they chip away at the rust and they, and they make repairs and they paint it. And if, you, if all of you guys were standing, if there were 10,000 of you standing in front of this bridge and they showed you pictures of it, and they said, here's the bridge, look at it. Man, it is rusting. And in exactly uh, three or four months, they could show you the pictures of the people that are going to be driving along in the car, and it's all these sweet people, and and no, hundreds of babies, you know, sweet little smiling babies, and they're going to be in the the, uh, car seats in their cars, and as they go to the bridge, it's going to collapse, and it's going to kill every one of them. And I can guarantee you, uh, or let's say that it happened. Say the bridge collapsed and they went into the water. I can guarantee you that almost every apple seed person that I know or that I've met would be stripping off their clothes and diving into the river trying to save those people. Even if it was winter time, they would be they would be risking their lives uh, trying to save those people that uh, had plunged into the river because their bridge had rusted through. I can guarantee they would be. And if you look at, if you ask yourself, would I do that? If I saw the bridge collapse and a, and a bunch of uh, uh, women and, and innocent little babies uh, got thrown into the water and they were starting to float down the river, would I jump in and save them? I, you know you would say yes, right? So why won't you do it now when all it takes is just a couple of hours with a chipping hammer and a paintbrush? And it's not going to kill you. You just go out there for a couple of hours. You pick a uh, a one foot by one foot section of the bridge. You chip off the uh, the bad rusty parts. Get a wire brush, clean it down to the bare metal. Shoot a coat of primer on there, and then uh, put a, a uh, top coat on it, and it's good to go for a uh, another uh, 365 days. 
and it took you, I don't know, 30 minutes to do it, all right? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you wait until the cars went into the river? Now you've got to dive in there, and you're probably going to die too. You're probably going to freeze to death, or you're going to go underwater, and maybe you didn't even save the baby. Maybe you were trying to swim back with a baby under each arm, and guess what? All three of you died. And that's probably not a great, uh, it's not a uh, a moment of the day uh, rainbow picture, but I, I don't want it to be. I want you to understand the difference between uh, acting and reacting. You know, if you wait until all you can do is react, then you are at the mercy of the bridge. You have to do what the bridge tells you to do. The bridge says you must jump into the water and possibly die in order to save those little babies. All right? If you act, then you control the bridge. You say, you're not going to fall. I'm not going to allow it. All right? I'm going to clean up the rust. I'm going to fix it back up. And you're going to stand there, and you're going to hold those cars up over the bridge and let them get across safely because I demand that you do it. That's the difference between acting and reacting. Those folks on April 19, 1775, I guarantee you, if you said, hey, guys, <clears throat> all right, they're going to be, uh, let's see, there's uh, 1, 2, 3, 15, 20, 38 of us. All right, the 38 of us are going to stand here uh, on this screen with these muskets, and let's talk about the muskets. These are the muskets. These are the things that we made with a hammer and a carving knife and that uh, uses some loose gunpowder and a rock to make it fire, we're going to stand. We're going to use these against these uh, 900 guys over here, and uh, and that's how we're going to uh, what? Are we going to win? I don't. I don't. You know, I'm looking at the odds: 900 to 38. I'm guessing that they got a bit of an edge on us. All right. If you would have asked them, you want to do that or? You guys, uh, in the three months, the four months, the five months, uh, the year, the, the five years previous to this, <clears throat> I want you guys to uh, uh, to once a month to send a postcard. You can get the postcards for, you know, 25 cents a piece and another 45 cents for the, the letter. That's less than a buck. Once a month, I want you to send a postcard uh, to your representatives, and then I want you to give them the phone call. And phone calls are usually free now, uh, the way that it works out. I want you to get on a phone call and call your representatives and uh, and talk to them and tell them what your needs and your wants are. Uh, and then that will, uh, if it doesn't fix the problem, it'll, it'll be a tremendous step towards fixing it. Okay, which one do you want to do? Do you want to stand with uh, 37 of your buddies uh, on this uh, big wide open green with this uh, firearm that you used a hammer and some metal to hammer it out of and you used a pocket knife to carve the stock. You got some loose powder and you're going to shoot the thing with a rock against uh, the 900 guys who are coming at you with their firearms. But they also have a two-foot spear on the end of theirs. Or you could do the letter writing and phone call thing. Which one do you think that they would have opted for? Those guys standing out in that field were not war-hungry, war-face guys. They were tailors and hat-makers and farmers and uh, and bakers and uh, whiskey-makers. 
they weren't soldiers. They, they, if anybody out there had less of an inclination, less of a desire to fight. Now, remember what I'm saying is a desire to fight, a desire to risk their lives or a desire to be injured. I'm not talking about that they weren't brave enough to stand there. They were. They did. All right? History has proven that. Hundreds of depositions have proven that they were brave enough to stand there. They did it. I'm not talking about that. I'm thinking, what did they want to do? Did they want to stand there? Did they want to kill somebody or hurt somebody? Because that's the other side of this. Anytime that you are standing with a group of men facing another group of armed men, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to get hurt or you're going to hurt somebody else, either intentionally or accidentally. Is that what any sane person wants to do? Is there any sane person that wants to either die or to kill somebody? Because I don't think there should be. I don't think that should be in your mind. You should not want to hurt somebody. You should not want to be injured. And yet that is what you're facing if you do that. If you stand in arms against an armed opponent, that's what you're looking at. You have people all the time, you know, when we talk to them with Appleseed about <clears throat> saying that, yep, you know, Man, if it comes down to it, I'll get my gun and I'm going to do such and such and sugar fresh and Russian mucker fresh and, and they'll take it from my cold, dead hands. Good grief. Is there anything more idiotic? Why would you let it go that far? Why would you be standing out and listen, let me tell you another thing, too. You know, these people that are out there yelling that, the... Uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to stand in the street and fight for my rights, I can guarantee you, you won't see those people. When it comes down to that, if it came down to that, you wouldn't see those people out there, all right? They're going to they're gonna be the ones that have, have mysteriously have to go to uh, uh, their their third cousin's aunt's father's mother's funeral somewhere or something like that or go or do something else. They won't be there with you, all right? Because if they were truly the person that was going to be there with you when you needed it, then they would have already been writing letters and making phone calls. So don't think that uh, any of these people that are talking about what they're going to do when it comes down to it, that they have any kind of a perspective worth listening to, all right? On the day that you have to stand in armed resistance, uh, to uh, authorities of your government, that's the day that we have failed, uh, certainly as a program, certainly as an Appleseed program, but certainly as a nation also. That's the day we have completely failed in our duties. The whole reason that those, that those guys uh, stood together in ranks on April 19, 1775, is because they didn't have any options. We do. They fought for eight long and bloody years, and then they wrote some of the most brilliant documents in world history. I'm not talking about American history. I'm talking about in the world. The most brilliant documents in the world to protect us from having to do that again. So anytime you hear people talking about uh, 
how they're gonna they're really gonna show somebody on that day that uh that it gets down to they gotta have some armed conflict or that they're going to retreat to their bunker and they're really gonna show somebody the only thing that they're gonna show anybody is how they can die needlessly, worthlessly, ignorantly. If you want to listen to somebody who really understands what's going on, talk to the people that uh, that are talking about changing, uh, that are talking about protecting and safeguarding the liberties that we have through the most brilliant documents written in the world, our Constitution, the Bill of Rights, so that we don't ever have to go into an armed conflict again. Those are the folks that you want to listen to. All right, let me uh, let me take a break here in my ranting and let you know that, uh, that we'd love to have your take on this. You're more than willing to uh, when you uh, to call in at three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Now you can call in to make a comment. You can call in uh, to ask a question. You can call in just to listen. You call in, call into the number, and it's not. It's, I'm not going to grab you and yank you onto the air, all right, uh, like I used to do. Because now I have got a new studio here with my new, uh, with my new blog talk account, and I've got a great call screener. Uh, you call in, listen to the directions, and then talk to the call screener, and uh, he'll get you set up. You can either, uh, you can either just say you want to listen, or you don't want to talk, or whatever, and that information will be conveyed to me. So. <clears throat> Uh, call in 347-308-8790 and, uh, and we'll get you on the air if you got something you want to say because I don't want to, and I'll be glad to put you guys on the air. So, and uh, let's see, we've got a uh, we've got a caller here. It doesn't say what uh, what do you, what do you want here, but uh, area code seven six zero five zero zero. You're on the air. Seven six zero five zero zero. And listen, if you're just, listen, you don't don't you don't have to hang up or anything. If you don't want to you want to talk, I'll just move on. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to, if you wanted to. All right. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let's talk to another caller here. Area code five eight zero. O L D G R U N T. Welcome to the show. I know you said you're just listening, but I wanted to say hi anyway. Chris, you there? You probably is just listening too. All right. Uh, if you would like to call in, like I said, you are uh, you are more than welcome to. Uh, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and. Uh, uh, just listen to the instructions, and then uh, the call screener will put your information on there. And uh, if you've got uh, if you've got something you want to ask, or if you uh, have a comment you would like to make, and also re- remember, uh, I told you that uh, at Appleseed we do a great job of of riding guys in the dirt and. Uh, uh, Running, 
working guys uh, to frazzles. We're really, really good at that. And and sometimes it can't be helped, you know. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff we've got to do when very little time to do it in. And uh, one of the things that we're not so great at is telling the folks how much we appreciate them, how much uh, how much they mean to us as an organization, how much they mean to us uh, as friends, etc. And uh, I, the lines are always open to you guys to call in and say, listen, I want to thank so and so, just like John did. He when he said uh, he wanted to thank Ron or. Or any of the folks that, uh, if you want to call in and tell somebody thank you, then you're welcome to do so. And listen, every time I do this, every time I make this announcement, I always expect uh, the phones just to go ringing off of the uh, off the wall and all 50 of my uh, dedicated lines to light up. Because I know that if uh, I was listening to a radio show and they go, hey, listen, if you got somebody that uh, that you want to tell thanks because they're doing a great job, uh, I'd be rushing to the phone to call up and tell them thanks. I'd be saying, "Listen, I want to I want to tell uh, Chuck Leeming uh, thanks. Uh, I want to tell uh, Brent Anderson thanks. I want to tell uh, Paul Hunt thanks. I want to tell Mark Alonzo thank you. I want to tell uh, uh, Steve Raby thank you. Uh, I want to tell every single Texas uh, instructor." how proud I am of them and how important they are to me. That the program here in Texas uh, would just be uh, would be standing still with dust on it and crickets chirping without them. And uh, and that's just a, that doesn't even uh, that's a small portion of the list. Um Lauren and Andrew Lecran uh who are always working at uh at uh, high speed and I always uh uh, I always get a little bit uh, uh, nervous when I start doing this because if I name one name, it's hard for me not to name all the rest of them, and I'm, I'm, I don't want anybody to think that I'm forgetting how much they contribute to the program, uh, including I see Captain G here and the, the rest of the guys that uh, that I'm not thinking that they're important too. But uh, every time I tell you guys to call in and give some of your buddies thanks. Like I said, I expect the phone to be uh, coming off the wall because everybody uh, has somebody in your program, in your local program, that you couldn't do without. Now, maybe you tell them. Maybe you told them at the event last weekend. You said, hey, listen, uh, I just want to tell you again, great, fantastic job that you did. How I, how I couldn't be doing this in the state with you, how uh, important you are to our program. Uh, so maybe he knows from you. Uh, maybe the rest of us want to know his name. Maybe we want to know how important a guy uh, he is to your program. Maybe we like hearing our, our friends' names read out uh, or, or mentioned over the air uh, because they're our friends. <laughs> I could uh, I could do a whole show here. I could do a whole two hours just on uh, uh, one, uh, two hours for each instructor in the program in the in the Texas program, let alone. The rest of my friends across the nation, uh, uh, Tekris, Hawkhaven, Rose, Western Rose, uh, Ishi, uh, Larry, uh, uh, everybody. So I would think that you guys would be uh, would be burning up my 
uh, my 50 dedicated lines just to say thanks. <clears throat> and if you want to do so, they're open for you. So please, uh, uh, at least two or three of you guys, pick out somebody that uh, that you know is doing a great job in your local area, your local program, and uh, call in and give them some thanks because you know what? They deserve it. They deserve it. They're not getting a penny out of this. None of us are. None of us are getting anything out of this. Uh, money. None of us are getting money out of this. Let me correct that because uh, this is one of the most fulfilling things that I've done in my life. And uh, and the reason that I'm still doing it uh, uh, hundreds of apple seeds later and uh, and uh, who knows how many thousands of hours later is because of that. Uh because of the because of the good feeling that I have inside of me, knowing that I'm doing something, all right? Uh, I'm not the most important person in any neck of the woods, but I'm doing my part. I'm not letting it slide by me. I'm reaching my hand out, I'm grabbing hold of it, and I'm saying, hold on, hold on, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do my part. It's not going to be the biggest part. I'm not the captain of the ship. I'm not the president uh, of the club. But I am doing my part. I'm going to make sure that the things that I touch, I'm going to try and make sure they go right. I'm going to try and do the best job I can. I'm going to try and be the best person that I can be. Not for not for some organization. Uh, for me. For my family. For my home. For my community. For my county, my city, my state. For my nation, but I'm going to try and be the best person I can be. I'm going to try and do the best job I can. I'm not always going to make it. I'm not always going to make the goals that I'm setting, but I'm going to try like heck. I'm going to try and do something important to make sure that the nation that I leave behind for those who come after is better than what I got, that I'm not going to to try and hand some nasty, dirty, broken mess to the people that come after me and say, here, you deal with it. I was too lazy and stupid to figure it out. You fix it. There's a lot of, a lot of people I'd like to thank, all right? And, uh, and there's a lot of people you need to thank, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that for right now. I'm just saying, all. All right, Tekris, welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I told you, uh, well, I don't know. You may not have been on, you may not have been in when I first uh, started, but uh, we're just getting back from uh, New York, uh, and, uh, and I was just by the skin of my teeth uh, that we made it here in time. We had to do the all the pre-show stuff on the road through an iPhone, and uh, and that took a long time. And then uh, I swear, I just finally got I got the satellites and everything synced just uh, ten minutes before the show time, and uh, and so I'm a little bit tired and I got road rash. But you know what? Uh, God is good to me, and uh, and that's as much complaining as I'm going to do. So, how much? How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. I was uh, excited to listen in as always, 
And uh, when you'd mentioned who who I'd like to thank, I immediately uh, thought of the crew of people who are trying to uh, stand Kentucky up right now, which has been one of our most challenging states. And uh, it has always been a challenge. And we're putting together, or we've stumbled upon, or however you want to put it, a really cool crew of people down there that are working their tails off trying to make Kentucky happen. Uh, Unbridled Liberty, who's in the chat room right now. Slim, who's been with us forever, but he's uh, swinging out of Ohio down and and border raiding on a regular basis. Mudcat, who carried the weight for a long, long time. And uh, I even got a rumor that uh, Funfilla not long ago did some strikes at a shoot in Kentucky, which is Awesome to hear. Yeah, and, listen, uh, every state has its own idiosyncrasies and its own uh, little keys that you had to figure out how to make and turn. And I know Kentucky has been one of the hard nuts to crack. And, and let me join in with praising them, too. And listen, by all means, if uh, get Stacy, ride him into the dirt and, uh, you know, get the use out of everybody you can there in Kentucky. Uh, and I want to tell them thanks too. It's a Kentucky is a hard nut to crack. Uh, we just passed through there, and I don't know how you'd even get to all of those folks uh, out in the hills there. But uh, but it's an important state. It is. It is. And uh, it's it's one of those funny times where, and we see this in Wisconsin too, where you got a lot of people with rifles and a lot of people who give you funny looks when you mention that you're going to shoot. 400 rounds in a weekend, and they say, but I, I don't shoot that many rounds in 10 years. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> some days it's easier to get people who've never held a rifle to come to a seat. It is a, it's a tough nut to crack. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I was joking about NASCAR and stuff earlier and uh, sports and stuff like that. And, listen, uh, some states, and Kentucky's one of them, that uh, it is really hard to drag the folks uh, – uh, kicking and screaming sometimes to some of the events. But you know what? Kentucky is uh, is neck deep in good people. I mean, the, yeah. salt, of the, other folk, the salt of the earth folks there. Yeah. I, 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 Kentucky Jim's been down there forever, and she, uh, you know, she's a, a really impressive instructor, uh, along with, uh, you know, a, a bunch of other people down there. And, it's one of those things you got to reach that tipping point when it finally goes, and you, you never know when it's going to be. But when it finally goes, the flood just breaks in, and yeah, uh, that's a neat catch. Like I said, we just drove through there, and every time I drive through there, and you can ask my wife about this, that uh, if there was ever a state that was that was geologically absolutely made uh, to have DARs in, it's Kentucky. Uh, you, there, there's uh, places for ranges. There's 25 uh, good locations in every mile you pass by. I yep. mean, that that that's, that that state is nothing but uh, backdrops, you know, berms and stuff. And uh, I mean, you can't get a better place uh, to shoot in that has ready-made berms and everything else. I mean, it's just it is ready to go. And I wish I was closer because I would sure love to. Uh, to spend more time there. 
And any of the Kentucky folks that, uh, if there's ever anything that I can do to help uh, with promotions or anything else, and sing out, I'm more than willing. I, I would love to uh, to put my name on some Kentucky shoots and uh, and travel out there and work with you guys. It's a it's a fun place. Um, you know, I've been there. Well, it's been a, a couple of years since I've been there most recently. But you know, my first apple seed ever was in Kentucky, and uh, one of the things I remembered is is near the end of the first day, uh, trees were starting to fall down uh, behind the backdrop because we were cutting them in half with 308s and 223s, and just about as it was time to break for the day, and we were putting our gears away and getting ready to sit around the campfire and, and have some fun. Gunfire opened up in at least three directions because some of the neighbors decided that if we were having fun, they were going to have fun too. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so off in the yeah. distance, you could just hear it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that, uh, that Kentucky is, is one of those states that, uh, that uh, every home has got uh, – Got firearms, you know. Everybody there is doing it, and and sometimes that if that sounds like the perfect place. But like you said earlier, uh, sometimes it's it's the hardest nut to crack because everybody's saying, uh, like you said, I don't shoot that much. Uh, you know, I, I shoot and uh, and I get my deer or my squirrel or whatever, and uh, and that's all I need to shoot. And 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 maybe some of them are like that. You know, we had to. Uh, you know, they, they, in speaking about the one bullet uh, thing, uh, I remember we were we were working with a uh, uh, my, one of the units that I was working with was working with an international uh, group of soldiers, some uh, El Salvadorians, uh, some Nicaraguans, and then thrown into that mix was also a bunch of Germans, and uh, and this was a uh, this was a, a training op, it was a non-combat op, and uh, so they were using blanks and stuff. And uh, and at the end of the op, uh, I remember uh, this one German guy. He's handing back in all of his ammunition. It's all still in the box except for one uh, one twenty round uh, box of blanks that had been opened up. And out of those, there was only one fired. And uh, one of the other instructors said, "What happened? You guys didn't see anybody?" He goes, "No," because I saw one guy. And uh, that was a philosophy. He saw one guy, he fired one bullet. And uh, and a lot of people uh, a lot of people think that they know all there is to know about shooting because when they go deer hunting, they get their deer. And that's really all they need to know. And they're missing out. And I think for those people, a lot of times maybe you want to stress more about the history and maybe uh, more about how they got to be Americans. Say, when you come to an event, we're going to talk to you more about history and uh, safeguarding your rights and freedoms and, uh, and your liberties. Uh, and and then also challenging them, saying, look, if you are that good at shooting, man, we need you. We need you to be helping to teach us. See, if you can't drag them in that way, if, if people have egos and they say they can already shoot, then then come on, you show us. You show us how to shoot. We're We're willing to listen to you. Uh, and get them on the line that way. I, I know it's hard, and I know that, uh, that's, like I said, a lot of states have their own little different things. You got to figure out how to make it work. But, but uh, uh, Kentucky it would sure be a, a 
a, a, a much-needed addition uh, to the program. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and who else? And, and listen, while we got you on the phone, uh, use this time to uh, uh, to to give us any uh, any heads up on anything that uh, uh, that that uh, you can get out to uh, as many people as, as that are listening in one place. It may not be catching it on the forum and post and stuff. Wow, that's a great thing. Uh, let me think here real quick. The uh, well, the Alaska shoots the thing I'm super psyched about. Actually, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, that we're finally getting into Alaska. Now, if we can just get Delaware somehow, um, <laughs> that's the last state we have. Um, and so that's you know that's something we're looking forward to. Uh, we are uh, you know wanting our our state coordinators and our region coordinators to take a real careful look. Now is the perfect time of year to start looking at the mid-year numbers. And in this heat, not slacking off towards the end of the year, because before you know it, we're going to be winter season. Um, you know, it'll be, I'll be looking forward to it, too. But this time of year, right now, where I am, I'm looking forward to a lot of snow. That would be awesome. Cause well, let me ask you a question about that one, since you, since you brought that up real quick. Let me get it to you before I forget, because uh, uh, last week uh, I brought that up, and then uh, and I did never get around to ask it any about it, is if you know... Uh, how far ahead our books are open to? Say the that again. Scheduling books. If they're just open to 2012, or if they if 2012 is open I, yet? You know uh, what? I'm not sure. That's that's uh, an excellent question for the admin team, uh, which uh, I'm not on because that's real work. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything that would collapse this program. Is uh, uh, upsetting the admin team because they the work they do is unbelievable and nobody notices those boxes right. just show up the shoots just happen you know people for the most part just get signed up and it all works smoothly and it's unbelievable that it all works but it's because of you know, rifle woman and antebellum and rimshot and western rose and savage shooter and all those people who work in the background. And, okay, uh, five five more. Five more names. Five more names? Yeah. Five uh, more of the admin folks' names. Oh, I can't do all the admin names. I Just, wish okay, I could. two more. Just two more. That'll make seven. That'll make seven. Wow. Um, now I'm going to get in trouble because I don't remember well, them all. Well, Bill 3, we know that... Uh, yeah, Bill 3 is... All I the work that he's done for the, uh, for the website. Well, absolutely. The one I was going to mention... Uh, is Scuzzy, that Texan down there, who has been hammering away pretty much alone on EPP emails to homeschoolers for all this time and still eating away at that. that yeah, is he's, been running, he's been running that for over a year now. Yeah, by himself. Dogged yep. determination. I mean, absolutely dogged determination out of that guy. So uh, uh, I definitely want to get down to Texas sometime and break some bread with him and thank him for, you know, how hard he's been working on that, uh, even when, you know, everybody else has either had to leave the field or chose to leave the field, and he's still standing there fighting it out. Right. So, uh, and by the way, if anybody wants to help him, he can use help, I'm sure. 
So, uh, uh, so yeah, I was thinking about him tonight. Oh yeah, let me and let me uh, let me put another thing in your ear too. And uh, I was talking to the boss about it uh, either last night or either today or yesterday. I can't remember when. Now and that's about uh, uh, consolidating our Boy Scout information because uh, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions and stuff about the Boy Scouts and uh, and a lot of people are thinking that that we can't get into that field, etc. And we should probably at some point try and conduct, consolidate the information because uh, uh, because we can work with the Boy Scouts. There's nothing stopping us. There's, there, are, there are some hoops and stuff we're going to have to jump through, but as long as we get the information out to everybody so that everybody can jump at once through the same hoop, then uh, that will make it a lot easier. So I just, uh, I'm just getting that information out to you so maybe you can pass it on if we could get a, uh, a Boy Scout, uh, consolidated Boy Scout Thing because I'm in here in Texas, we're working with the uh, Boy Scout Council to put on a uh, a major event uh, at this time next year with the Boy Scouts, and it's everything's okay, everybody's good to go with it, everybody's happy with it. So uh, if we can uh, pass on the information that we have on that, and then uh, so that everybody has the, the same ability to work with the Scouts because. One of the things that I've learned from promotions and from trying to build the organization is that there is no there are no shortcuts. There's no secret hidden trails or anything like that. The only way that you build it and, you, and that you build a a lasting uh, strong program is brick by brick, and that means uh, that means you've got to you've got to talk to everybody. You've got to make alliances everywhere you can. And the easiest way to do that is by is by trying to make alliances with some of the biggest groups uh, in the beginning. And the Boy Scouts are certainly the biggest group. And I know that they're a prickly uh, group to work with and that not everybody's going to have a successful venture, but uh, they're sure a huge group, along with the homeschoolers and stuff like that. And uh, we shouldn't be... We shouldn't be passing on the information because what I keep hearing from folks is that uh, the Boy Scouts is a is a non-starting thing, and there's no reason even to look at them, and uh, and that's not true. So I want folks to understand that the Boy Scouts is a doable thing. You just you just have to approach it uh, uh, in the right in the right way. Yeah. The uh, it, it's it's funny. We uh, it's very easy to get frustrated by uh, people who are across some kind of chasm from us and that we'd like to reach that aren't making it easy by sticking their arm out. And uh, if they just stick their arm out and we stuck ours up, maybe we'd get there, but they ain't doing it. And what it requires us to do is either decide just not even to try or we just have to build a bridge by ourselves. And eventually we'll be over there. And when we get over there, you know, we don't need them sticking their hands out. They'll just be talking. So... It may require more work from us, but it doesn't mean that we quit. It just means that we have to do more work and be more determined about it. And uh, by the time we get over there, they'll think we were over there the whole time anyways. So. Well, listen, back to the the uh, Alaska shoot that you brought up, I want to thank Bob, too. And I did in the beginning of the show. Uh, I was talking about the Californians and especially about Bob because I I knew he was doing the shoot today, and I just tried to sneak in a quick phone call to him and uh, – and, of course, he was underwater. He told me, he said, I'm right in the middle of a shoot. And uh, I said, all right, I'll talk to you later. 
But he's doing the first shoot there in Alaska today and tomorrow, of course, are the military uh, is a military portion of the event. Thursday and Friday is the military. Uh, Saturday and Sunday is the civilian side of it. And uh, and I haven't looked at it in the last few days, but it was sold out uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we'll have 61 folks on the line there. And, of course, that happened because Bob made it happen. He and the rest of the, the folks there made it happen. Now, I don't know the rest of the crews that went out there uh, because I didn't check to see who all went, but I know that Bob's out there. And I also know that uh, we're going to have our first Hawaii shoot, thanks to Bob. Now, I think that uh, Savage and Johnny Appleseed are going to be uh, running that one. But uh, that'll be the first Hawaiian Appleseed. And uh, like you said, it sounds like we're having better luck uh, crossing thousands of miles of ocean than uh, five miles of border in some places. Go figure. It just is what it is, but we keep going. Well, one of the things that we can do is, uh, and it's kind of worked out here, and it's worked out everywhere because I've seen it happen all over the United States, and that is if there's a state next to you that is uh, that needs a jump start, is that you you select a number of your guys and your crews and say, all right, you guys, we're going to take you're going to be on hold. Here in the state, and maybe we have maybe we have a couple of less shoots here or something uh, in the next uh, four months or five months, because uh, what we need for you guys to do is is uh, dash across the border and uh, do uh, five events in the state next to you uh, for the next couple of months, so that you can dig up a crew there and get them running. And uh, uh, I know at one point uh, several years ago we'd, we we uh, that was part of the 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 procedures that we're using is we're putting together crews and have them uh, do cross-the-border raids to try and kickstart the uh, the program in the states next to them. And it worked for us in Louisiana. You know, we kept sending crews over to Louisiana until uh, we got a good number of instructors there and got them up to speed and running. And uh, and now we're benefiting from that by them helping out here in Texas. So uh, if you have a state next to you that is struggling – it's to your benefit to uh, detail some of your crew to get over there and help kickstart that state because uh, if you get enough guys going, then uh, then they're going to end up coming and helping you too. So that's something to think about is uh, is devising a way to to detail some of your guys to to help get a uh, neighboring uh, state uh, program up and running, even if they have a good program in some areas of the state. Uh, if you can make a uh, a 20, 50, or 100-mile dash from your house uh, over to their area and maybe get uh, a corner of the state or a section of the state up and running that wasn't before, if you can do that and help them out, it's, it's always going to be to your benefit. Because uh, even if you don't get enough guys to run the cruise there, if you get the, – the most of the people that come to Appleseeds are people that have been to Appleseeds, all right? That's just the way that it works. And most of the people that are coming are people that have been to another apple seed somewhere. So if you go to another section of a, a neighboring state and you wake them up and uh, and they don't have another apple seed they can go to immediately, then they're going to have to come over to your state to go to your apple seed until theirs is up and running. So you're still going to get uh, the benefit uh, of kickstarting a program uh, local to you. 
So don't dis don't disregard the benefits of that. Absolutely. Um we just had the Ohio crew come and take over an Indiana shoot not long ago, although a lot of Indiana people went to it anyways to go ahead and see the Ohio crew, but the uh redneck engineer and uh Western Rose it was probably the, the most expansive uh, instructor shoot we've ever had as far as people coming from all corners of the, the country, it seemed. And the people here were amazed that uh, people came all the way from uh, Idaho and Ohio and uh, southern Ohio and all over Indiana to, to converge on a little town called Gnawbone and uh, help run a shoot there. They loved it. And uh, as a matter of fact, there's a kid that comes to that shoot every time we have it. His name's Cade. He is, boy, he is eight years old, and he's, he can't be more than 50 pounds wet. And uh, there's nothing funnier than watching uh, uh, SPQR helping him hold up, helping this, this little kid hold up an M1. And uh, he actually had to put the buttstock uh, in his armpit rather than on his shoulder because, you know, the rifle's as tall as he is. And Bill 3 had his foot behind the buttstock of the rifle, and uh, <laughs> the trigger was so hard to pull for him, he had to use both hands and multiple fingers. Right. But every time he cracked off a round and smacked steel at 100 yards, it was uh, a whole bunch of whooping and yelling and hollering. And Although I think... Uh, from the reports I heard, SBQR squealed more like a little schoolgirl than Cade did. And uh, they had a great time. Well, that's what it's about. That's yeah. That's what it's about. That's what we do. And one of the reasons that we do it, especially with the kids, and I've told you guys this before, I think, is that uh, the the children now that you reach, that you work with, the homeschoolers, the Boy Scouts, the Venture Scouts, the cadets, the uh, all of the kids that come to an event, yeah, just uh, the kids that comes with their parents. Every time that you give them instruction in rifle marksmanship, uh, you are ensuring that uh, that that kid has at least had an exposure to firearms and understands. Uh, the reality of firearms, which is not, which is they're n- neither good nor evil; they simply are, and that they now understand the safe way to handle them. So you're cutting down on on possible safety accidents. The other thing is, is when I was a kid, uh, and I lived uh, fairly rurally, all of us shot, boys and girls, we all shot. Now today, I still live rurally, and I'm telling you that maybe one in 15 kids shoots. And here's the problem with that. In uh, in the next 15, 10, 15 years or so, these kids are going to become adults, and they're going to be eligible to vote. And when a vote comes up that uh, concerns uh, the right to keep and bear arms or any of the other liberties, et cetera, but especially uh, firearms and stuff. If they've had no exposure to firearms, then then uh, it's neither here nor there to them. They could care less. They don't have a dog in that hunt, and 
and maybe as far as they're concerned, only uh, only the government needs to have firearms. These are the things that we need to correct. We need to make sure that that we are showing uh, the youth uh, and everyone, but showing the youth of the nation that that the safe and responsible use of firearms is part of our heritage. It's part of our culture, and it is a right that as Americans that we own and. Uh, it's very, very important to be reaching this part uh, of our audience and making sure that, uh, that any time you can get a kid to a shoot, that you do. That you uh, that whenever you are talking to people at events, that you make sure that you tell them, look, <clears throat> we need you to bring your kids next time you come. We need you to bring your grandkids. We need to bring get your neighbors and bring their kids next time you show up at an event. We need you to bring you, we need you to bring some kids with you. Because that is our future. Those are the folks who come after. They're the people that are going to be supporting the weight in a couple of years. And they need to understand uh, the importance and, uh, uh, and the, uh, the responsibility that comes with firearms usage. Uh, and let's see, do we have anybody else that... Uh, uh, I don't see anybody else now that's... Uh, that, begging to get on we got about 20 minutes left and i want to i want to talk about something now and, and techers if you're not busy can you stay on the phone for a few more minutes i can stay on for a few more and then i've got some children i have to wrangle as i'm right, sure well, you, you know go, how that you, is if you gotta go you can go i just uh oh no they're 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 enjoying their free time running around like little <laughs> they're, they're voting for me staying on the radio yeah yeah i i uh I, I mean, complete understanding of that. You know, for years I told you guys that uh, on the Tuesday nights when I was doing the radio show, my wife, uh, she was the president of the uh, of Bell County Junior League, so she was at the Junior League meetings, and uh, and then the kids were here, and that meant that they could do whatever they wanted, you know, within reason, uh, no machetes, stuff like that, and uh, they could do whatever they want, and uh, and they could stay up till nine o'clock. It's usually bedtime's around eight, eight thirty. But uh, since I'm on the radio, I can't, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of control over them at the point. <clears throat> but uh, but they they enjoyed their freedom during the radio shows. Well, what I want to talk about then is uh, this is something that I used to talk about a lot, and uh, and I haven't in a while, and and I, and I and I want to, and that is over the years. Uh, you know, when we first started the organization, when we first started Appleseed, that uh, the different crews running it, uh, I'll tell you this right now, we we loved and hated our jobs because uh, we loved the job of, of, of helping people to understand about uh, the fundamentals of marksmanship and, more importantly, about the history and heritage of our nation. We loved that. The part that we hated was... Making rules. Nobody likes to make rules. Uh, we hate it, especially. Anytime you have a bunch of guys who, uh, who are passionate about freedom and liberty, one of the hardest things you're going to get is for them to agree on rules because uh, because nobody wants rules. I mean, you want you want people to do the right thing because they know it's the right thing to do. And uh, yeah. I, a lot of times that will work with a small group, but it's guaranteed it's never going to work with a large group. 
All right, so that puts us now into the phase of where we're starting to have to figure out rules to make and stuff like that. And here is my philosophy on that. Uh, my, I feel that my mission at Appleseed is to spread the message. That's what I do. If if it was just about shooting, I don't know that I would be here with the program because uh, you know, while that is fulfilling to be a marksmanship instructor, it's not enough for me. I wouldn't. I would not. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here if it was just marksmanship. I wouldn't still be here. I'd be doing something else that was making me happy. Uh, so my pleasure comes from knowing that I'm getting to spread the message, and we get to, we get into conflicts. We get into uh, the ridiculous arguing back and forth on the forum and everywhere else about about rules and about uh, camouflage. I want to wear camouflage, or that's the only thing I can afford is camouflage, or I've already bought some camouflage, or if I'm not wearing camouflage, then I'm a sissy, uh, or something like that. And listen, i got camouflage. I, I wear it or I don't wear it. All right? It's either here or there. My point is this, that, <clears throat> that being part of an organization puts you in a position where you are required to abide by the by the rules of the organization. And uh and this isn't a uh, this isn't a selective service organization. We're not we don't go out and draft people. You're not gonna get a postcard in your mailbox saying uh, greetings from Appleseed. You're hereby ordered to report that such and such. It's an all volunteer organization, all right? And you volunteer and you agree to abide by the rules of the program. And my philosophy has always been this. If, they don't, if somebody doesn't want me to wear camouflage, then I just won't wear it. If, uh, if, I, if, they, if they don't want me to drink, and this is pretty much a no-brainer, if they don't want me to drink at an event, well, guess what? I won't drink. If they want me to, uh, to run the event in this way and go from point A to point B or do it this way, uh, then I'll do that. If they want me to wear a pink apple seed shirt, well, I may not be uh, 100% behind it, but if I get to tell the message, well, that's what I'm going to do. Because for me, and, and then there's probably a lot of you that don't want to hear this, and, but the bottom line is that, that's, that this is reality. Being an apple seed, being a productive apple seeder is not about me. It's not about meeting my needs or meeting your needs. It's about being able to tell the message. And whatever the program asks me to do within reason, uh, then I'm going to do it as long as they allow me to tell the message, as long as they allow me to spread the message, to tell the story. Then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. I'm not going to bicker, and I'm not going to backstab, and I'm not going to start wars or anything else. I'm just going to do it because the other side of it is this. There's no other place for me to go to tell the message. Now, the program is always, uh, we've always been willing to uh, to help any other program start up, etc. We've always been willing to do that, but 
<clears throat> right now there's no other place to tell to for to for me to go that I can reach the folks that I can tell the message in a way that I can at Appleseed. So the bottom line is for me, and I've been with the program since the beginning, guys, uh, that that I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm going to keep on going with the program until they tell me that I can't tell this history or I can't tell the message. Now, at that point, I'll quit. I'll, well, I'll go do something else, and uh, maybe I'll start up something where I'm telling the message. But they haven't, and they never will, okay? So that means I, I'm going to ride for the brand as long as they – uh, as long as they allow me to spread the message, to tell the story. And I'm going to do it under their guidelines because this isn't a, a democratic organization where we all vote on to decide on what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Uh, democracy in that fashion is two wolves and a sheep deciding what to have for dinner. We're gonna, I'm going to do this under the rules of the organization, and I'm going to do it under the rules of the boss, of Fred. And that's, uh, and I don't always agree with him, and I don't always agree with Appleseed. And on those times that I don't, then I'm going to respectfully submit my arguments uh, for what I want to do. And then uh, whenever the decision has been made on my petition, then I'm going to abide by that because I want to continue to tell the message. So it's a very simple thing for me. It's a very simple philosophy. And uh, and I think that a lot of times, a lot uh, when the organizations get bigger, they kind of lose an understanding of of what they're supposed supposed to be doing in a baseline fashion. And that is, our the bottom line is we're supposed to be telling the story. We're supposed to be spreading the message. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Now at the same time. If we happen to just be at the same time teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the nation, then hallelujah, then I'm glad that we are. And uh, I'm glad that I'm a part of it uh, because uh, this is a absolutely wonderful thing we're doing. <clears throat> so that's my two cents on it. And, uh, and I'm not going to spend... Uh, as anybody that's been on the forum can see, I don't spend a lot of time on the forum uh, anymore, and I don't spend any time at all, zero, uh, in in having any uh, big philosophical discussions about uh, uh, camouflage or alcohol or or doing something the way I want to do it, as opposed to doing something the way the organization has asked me to do it. I just don't because. To me, it's neither here nor there. I'm here to, to I'm here to spread the message and tell the story. And as long as the organization allows me to do that, then I'm with it. I'm with the program. <clears throat> so that's my my uh, quick discussion on that. And Techers, if you got anything you want to add, then we'd love to hear it. Well, two uh, things. One is um, we're we're in that time, that weird time when we're moving in between a small, everybody-knows-each-other organization to a real big organization. And as much as this big part feels a little bit alien, you know, hold on to your socks. Right now we're, you know, 1,000, 1,500 instructors, 
you know, less than 100,000 students. Wait till we reach five times that size. Wait until we're huge. Then we're going to have to go through something even bigger than this. But to succeed in what we want to do, we have to get there. And as much as it's not about us, it can't be about us. Fred came and did an IBC uh, here, an AIBC here in Indiana. And he said, you know, this is my perfect apple seed and began describing to us a different way of doing it. And, of course, you know, two-thirds of the instructors said, Fred, you're nuts. And we argued and, and we, we, you know, expressed our concerns. And he said, yeah, I hear all that. This still works really well. So what did we do? Well, by the end of the day, we had all agreed the simple thing. Well, Fred wants us to try it. Let's try it and see how it goes. First two events after the AIBC, we did it exactly as Fred had asked us to do. And, you know, wouldn't you know it, that big jerk was right. It worked really well. Um, and we weren't particularly inclined to see it work really well, but it did. The importance isn't actually that it succeeded. The importance was that we were willing to try something different and not get wrapped up in this way is the way for Indiana or this is the only way I'll do a shoot no matter where I go. That's that's all silly. Well, I'm telling you, just like you said, is that uh, that Appleseed was never meant to be, uh, from day one, it was never meant to be a static organization, all right? It was always meant to grow and to evolve. And if you... Uh, <laughs> No, for number one, the very first thing that, that we should make absolutely clear is that uh is that if you look if you look at uh from from the very beginning till now, you're not going to find uh you're gonna find abs- in my opinion, uh the fewest number of changes of any organization I've ever been involved with. But number two is that uh you should be thankful that there are changes and that we are evolving. Anytime you're involved with an organization that is static, that is not changing, then you can be assured of one thing, that that organization is limiting its growth. It's like uh, it's like putting a, uh, a kid's foot into a size 7 shoe and say, get ready, you're going to wear this shoe until the day you die. And uh, along about age 35, you pop that shoe off and you look and you're going to have a horribly deformed foot. And uh, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're, we're at each step. We're going to shed and mold, uh, molt, not mold. We're going to molt, molt and shed. Uh, the skin is too small for us. And uh, if you look closer, though, what you're going to still see is always you're still going to see it's the same apple seed. It's the same thing. But if you if you've ever been involved with the military, one of the things you you have to say is uh, is you can't say I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to be involved with change because every single day you're going to get change. You're going to, something's going to change because the the organ an organization or in order for it to to survive is always going to be uh, acting, hopefully rather than reacting, but it's always going to be acting upon change that it finds itself going through. So that's what we're doing, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And if, uh, and I've always told folks, and I believe the boss has always said it too, if you, 
if you are not comfortable with, with Appleseed, if you're not comfortable with the way that the program is going, n- nobody is being forced to uh, remain a part of it. It's a volunteer organization. And we have always been willing, since day one, since the horrible beginning days when the, the first split we had, we were still willing to uh, to work and support any other organizations that uh, that want to try and do what we're doing. And uh, everybody's always been more than willing to, and and with a uh, with blessings to do it. But if you're, if folks are going to be working within the uh, within the parameters of Appleseed, then then I hope that everybody understands that. <clears throat> This is the absolute best place for you to spread the message, all right? You're not going to find a better place. Maybe you can build one, and if you do, God bless you, and send me a note because I'll probably want to be a part of it too. But uh, right now, this is the absolute best place to spread the message. And if somebody gives it up, and I've seen it happen before. I've I've seen it happen plenty of times with folks saying, well, if I can't do it a certain way, then I'm not going to do it. That's not a a person that wants to spread the message. That is a person who is interested in making sure that their needs and wishes and wants are met. And I guarantee you that uh, that the founders of the nation didn't say, if I, can't, if I can't write the Constitution the way I want to write it, then I'm just not going to write it. You know, because it's more important that I'm satisfied than it is the hundreds of millions of folks who come after me are satisfied. And, uh, well, you, you said before, you know, the the number of uh, fighting units in the militias were enormous, but in the end, you know, it's the Continental Army and the Corps that held together uh, that, you know, were vital. The, uh, it's the, the militia units who could fight but who don't want to hang around when it gets really ugly and cold and nasty, you know, it is what it is, and uh, you know, it, it it took a trained, dedicated, stick it out force of a couple thousand to turn everything around at the moment that it was necessary. And, right, and you can look back to the history of it. And that's what you'll see. It's all throughout our history, but especially the history of the American Revolutionary War. Is that the country spun the life of this country, the the future of this country always rests on the shoulders of a few not of a not of the uh of the 2 million who lived here but only at, at any critical point it rested on the shoulders of only a couple of thousand men at any at any critical point and and that's the way that's the way it's always going to be and if you want to be a part of that uh those, that critical uh group then especially on Appleseed, then that's then this is where we're going to do it. Listen, the English lady is telling me we've got 90 seconds. Uh, I want to thank you for for calling in and, and helping me with the show, Techris. Uh, I want to thank the call screener, who did a fantastic job, as always, uh, to all the folks that called in. And uh, now that I'm back at home, I left my super secret book for scheduling shows, all of my super secret numbers, uh, uh, in Texas when I left. Anyway, I'll get the, the future shows uh, scheduled. I'll get the information to you guys because uh, we got a bunch of great guests coming up, and uh, you guys are going to want to tune in for those shows. 
Until uh, next Thursday, God bless you all. Thanks, Techers. Take call screener. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, and until then, God bless uh, and keep you all.